I'm here with y'all, so I'm happy. We good, y'all. All right. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? It is. It's 8-11. It's 8-11. You guys have been talking. Well, good evening, everybody. Thank you for coming out. My name is Melissa, and I'm one-third of the tapping with the tripod. Are you ready? We got Destiny joking aloud now.
Uh, we talk a lot about entrepreneurship. Uh, and we're going to focus on building That can mean a lot of healing. Uh, that can be focusing on you, focusing on your business. Uh, and we also like to highlight a lot of businesses in the community. Later on today, we're actually going to have one of our businesses in the house uh, giving y'all from Free Gumbo.
and then I'm able to take it from there. Nice. I'm, I'm gonna actually have you, Dre, if you don't mind passing the mic to Sister Angela down here on the end. Yeah, you know, she did a little call, you know, bring her voice out. So, um, my question to you is, what is your most favorite thing about the podcast experience? Ooh, my favorite? My favorite thing, I'm, this is not to sound real corny, but just being with you guys. Um, oh! The background of the story is, we've been friends for about almost 13 years. Um, We've been kicking it strong for a long, long time. You've seen my babies go from little snot-nosed boys to grown ups. Um, and right now we're watching Mel's kids go from little babies to little... They're not bad, they actually kids. No, no, um, I'm famous for saying, fuck them kids. Yeah. Um,
back off me real quick because I was actually having this conversation with uh, Destiny and Joe yesterday, and I was talking about my firstborn. And I said, you kind of have a special bond with your first one because you really are learning together. And so it, it's, it really is a special bond. So shout out to the firstborn. when she does speak, 
everybody is super attentive to what she says. Um, and so, it's, <laughs> so um, I I love these girls. Like they they are not my friends. They are my sisters, and I'm so thankful to have them. I 
actually have a question though about that mic's getting passed around. Feel free to pass the mic. I have a question for Joe and Dre because I'm speaking about my vulnerabilities. I'm speaking about my vulnerabilities and how they make me feel. Um, these two men right here, they put their heart on their podcast. And to hear men do that does something different, right? Right. Um, so, how do you feel so comfortable being so vulnerable? It's in the audience. You're not, not going to say nothing? So, what's the question? How do you feel so vulnerable as men? So, um, as far as myself, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I can speak for Joe as well, but um, for a long time I've been pretty in tune with myself. Um, if you listen to the podcast, you pretty much know my story. Um, and just spent a lot of time with myself. Just, um, I, was, I, was born, I was born to a crap mom, um, abandoned at the age four or five, six. Four or five in the back of a taxi cab, something like that. Um, spent about a year in the system. Um, I was homeless for about two years as a teenager. That's how I met Joe. Joe's older brother was one of my mentors. Um, took me in, I mean, took me under his wing. Um, that's how I met Joe. So, um, I mean, I grew up a, I grew up a have-not. I grew up one of those kids that, uh, you know, I went from Ashley to Classy, so if y'all know Biggie, okay. it's a true story right there. So, okay, Dre. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, a lot of therapy, a lot of time with myself. Um, and when you, when you really, I believe, when you really are in tune with who you are as a person, um, that's just who you are. So to be vulnerable to, I mean, I think I'd have cried more in front of Joe than I have anyone in my whole entire life. But it's something about Joe, man. Joe know the right questions to ask. He'll have me fucked up. Like, <laughs> So yeah, I remember the first time um, we we recorded one of them podcasts, and I just broke down and started crying and shit. And then after the podcast was over with, after we recorded, Joe was like, "Yo, Dre, we gonna keep that shit in." I said, "You motherfucking right, we gonna keep that shit in." That's who the fuck I am, and people need to know that, and people need to see um, men be vulnerable and stuff. So that that's just me, man. I think like. Once you're 100% in tune with who you are, nothing else really matters, man. You're comfortable in any setting and around any group, so that's my answer, Joe, what you talking about. You, you did that so lovely. I didn't even do anything else, but I mean, it, exactly what you said. I mean, uh, there was a comfortability because we've seen each other at our lows and, you know, uh, and it was hard seeing you cry, you know, because like I started to cry. And, but it was it was therapeutic because um, you don't see too many men cry, right? And we're not allowed to cry. It's, it's you got to brush everything off. Yep. And then to have somebody in a, a space that you can trust, um, that cares about you, and that values you, it, it made it easy. And then you know, like I said, after that, then you know, I feel obligated to get my story out and, and talk about. You know the things that that held me back as a as a man and the traumas that I dealt with. You know because you were vulnerable. So um, and I, I mean that's our podcast is really for us more than anything. It, you know it's not even for the listeners. It's, it's for me. It is. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, it's, it's, for, it's for us as men to challenge each other in our thoughts, you know? Like sometimes, like he, he's a dynamic person um, because he's had a lot of work. And like sometimes he'll say something, like for instance, his outlook on women. Like, he loves. I love y'all. He loves women, and, and, and that's why he has three daughters, right? God like knew who to give it to, like you know. And he's such a good, but like I hear him say some things with women, and I'll be like, man, them bitches don't deserve that. <laughs> but, but at the same, but at the same token, you know what I mean. Um, it just makes you just, it's just, I don't know. I can't even say it as much as that I, I value and appreciate you being the man that you are because it helps me be the man that I am and, and it allows me to challenge myself and my thinking and my thoughts and my process. So. Well, of course, I, I echo those same sentiments um, to you, Joe. Um, just when I'm, when you and I, we sit down and re-record, um, a lot of y'all don't probably know this, I never know what we're going to talk about before until we hit record and then Joe brings up everything we're going to talk about and then we sit down and we talk about it and um, the one thing we try to get across and the one thing I, I feel that you get across very well Joe is uh, the transparency of who we are as individuals as men as black men as well man because the world is a cool fucking place especially man. to us um, so for us for you to be able to I mean, Joe, like, I call, I call Joe, uh, Joe Bradley, as in Ed Bradley Jr. So that, that's what I, because he's like a phenomenal interviewer. And like I said, man, he just knows the right things to ask and the right things to say. So Joe, man, I, from the bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate you, man. Check so, your cash out, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check your cash out. Check your cash out. I'm going to go that. Yes, you know yeah. what? I, I want to jump on that, because I've had them as guests before, and I had to kind of like draw back on some of my questions because I know how deep we can get. And Dre's like, yo, V, it's Monday morning. People don't want to be crying at their desk, okay? <laughs> so I've been trying to make my podcast a little bit more. Like, I'm naturally a funny person. That's how I deal with stuff because I've been through a lot of shit too. And I feel like as uh, growing up, I really had a hatred for men because men had burned me as a kid, had let me down, yada, 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 y'all know the story, right? Everybody has been burned by either a man or a woman, you know, it happens, we're all human, right? So meeting two men that are actually, and first I met Dre, and he was actually comfortable with sharing as a man, but prior to that I had also learned that as women sometimes we attack men because of the things that we have gone through. See, but I have a son, I have brothers, and I don't want them to be treated like crap because of what a previous man did to a woman. You know what I'm saying? So that's why for me, I give it to the men. No. You will see it though on my podcast, I have 50% men that listen. That's not typical to have men and women listen to a podcast. It's usually like favored by women and favored by men. You know, and I get a lot of feedback from the men and you ladies would be surprised at the things that they tell me because they feel like, wow, actually, a woman is actually speaking for us, speaking up for us, and also giving us a woman's perspective to understand where women are coming from 
but also to help women understand where men are coming from, right? So we need to find that balance because like you said, there is doo-doo in the pool. <laughs> and y'all, I'm single, I'm sick of this shit. Been to the Sick of it. I want a man that's just gonna be honest, be able to be himself. If you gotta cry, fine, cry, but don't act like a little bitch. But I'm oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no, no. Let me finish. I let y'all finish. I let y'all finish. I let y'all finish. What I mean by that is, is don't be afraid to be with a strong woman. You hold your own ground, like. But women, at the same time, y'all gotta let men be men. Y'all can't be calling them names when they're trying to, because we say, we want an emotional man, we want somebody that's in tune with their emotions, and we want them to be emotionally available, but yet when you run into this man, then you are calling him a bitch, and you are look, treating him like he's weak. So what do you want? Do you want a hard-ass motherfucker, or do you want somebody that's in tune with his emotions? You gotta meet them halfway, just like they gotta meet you halfway. So, I'm going to continue to speak for us women, That's but I'm, right. also, I'm also going to, I'm a woman first, y'all, but right. I also have a son that I love very much. I have a grandson. I have brothers, and I'll be damned if I let some woman come and treat them like shit. That's right. You got me messed up, and you will. Look, I, I'm, I'm a naturally peace, peaceful person, but you will catch these hands if you fuck with them. So if I'm talking to a man, I'm going to treat you right until I don't treat you right. And that's up to you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know? So that's the, that's the type of mentality we have to have as women, too. We got to understand, even though men are stronger physically, we're stronger mentally and emotionally. That's right. So we got to stand up. We got to rise up. We got to treat our men right, especially we got... Um, sons and brothers and stuff, y'all, we gotta take that stand, y'all. But that's it, I wasn't trying to talk about all that. Dre, uh, I, I mean, Joe, I wanna get petty, Joe. I wanna get petty. I'm Please do. Uh-oh. Yes. Oh. I got a couple of announcements real quick, and then we're gonna keep the talk going. Um, if y'all didn't know, we partying here after this. The party started 10. Yeah. We're talking till 10, the party keeps going. Feel free to stay. If you want drinks, the, the happy hour prices go to nine. So you got about 10 minutes left. Oh, if you want to get the happy hour prices, I'm just letting y'all know. I've been giving you double stuff right there. The podcast talking some drinks. I'm pretty sure the conversation is going to get even better. Yes, it will. Let's keep it up. Let's get you out to the audience. If you have anyone else in the audience who has any questions, put it right there. You got the board of a mic, Anybody in the audience have questions?
story comes very naturally. So I think our first podcast were pretty decent. I mean, we had to get a little comfortable, but they're pretty decent. Uh, but sometimes the audio was kind of whack. So we worked through that. That's all I was saying. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna transition to one more session. Oh my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. No, for me, um, the 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 growth the growth, the growth, the growth for me has been like honestly, I put off my podcast for about two years, and Dre was like, "Me, what the hell are you waiting for? Me, what you waiting for?" I put it off for two years because I tend to be a perfectionist and I'm getting over it, y'all, because that is actually not a very good quality to have. <laughs> so after many hours of uh, counseling sessions, <laughs> I finally put myself out there. But for me, my sound, I, I wanted my sound to be good. I wanted, and, and I always work on that. I always work on improving it. What I have seen with me in my growth has been to kind of um, make it a little more fun touch on those serious subjects, touch on those serious things, uh, but at the same time in on a positive note. So I always do provide and remind people like, yo, I'm not a professional. I'm just sharing with you the stuff that I went through, how I dealt with it, and um, how you can deal with it. And also, I always, always encourage people to go seek professional help. But my growth has been more in the dynamic of the podcast in the sense where I add like, some fun questions in there. I touch on the serious stuff, but then I also end on the on, on a fun note, just to make sure that your Monday morning, your week is gonna be great. You're not gonna be crying at your desk, or if you are, you're gonna have a chance to regroup and be able to get out there. So that's a, that's been my goal. Well, hello there. <laughs> um, I guess I can say this. The thing about our growth, I mean, of course, everybody wants to have this sound and everything, but I think uh, what, what challenged us was how fast it grew. Uh, I mean, we're two dudes from Kalina. And, and y'all got over 100 episodes! Yeah! Episodes. Yeah! And it went by so fast. And, like, I remember the first time that we started, like, got like a thousand listens, and I was like, Dre, man. We got a thousand listens, is that right? He's like, yeah, man, we got a thousand listens. I was like, damn. And then all of a sudden we like get all these countries and I was like, Malaysia? I don't know where Malaysia is. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love, love I was, Malaysia. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm the president of Malaysia now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we're Nigerian. Yeah, you know it. You know it. I got 5% Nigerian. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, and then, you know, 20, 21,000 listens later, and, and it's become more of a, a job and a business. And now it's the focus on the part of handling the business, reaching the people, uh, seeing who lives we can affect, see how we can get better. So, yeah, that, that, that growth part was just, just finding ourselves. Because again, we didn't expect to be where we're at, and now we're here. So. You know what? I want to say something like uh, on that. You can clap for that It's not. It's not easy. It's not easy to come up with content every single week. It's not. It's not easy to come up with content because you don't want to sound like you're repeating yourself. And then, especially for me, like I'm by myself, like I really gotta think about, like, okay, have I said this before? And how do I make it to be interesting and still continue to pull people in? 
And there are a lot of times where, where sometimes I'll feel like an episode, I'm like, ah, it was okay, I put it out there. And that's when I get the most feedback from people. It's like, oh wow. And all we do is just be ourselves. I think I can say that for all of us, is we are just ourselves. We don't try to put up like a front for anybody. We are ourselves. Like if we're having a bad day, we're having a bad time, we put it out there, we are ourselves, but we also at the same time try to keep it positive, try to keep everybody motivated and coming back for more. There are times, I don't know about y'all, but there are times where I'm like, yo, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna do this. And then I get a message from somebody saying like, yo, this, this, this episode you posted, man, I felt it in my heart, like, thank you for sharing. It is therapeutic for us, it's therapeutic for our listeners, and I think that's what keeps us motivated. Thank you, Dee. Real quick, we got the Food Network star himself in the building. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I'm a teacher, 
And I'll tell you, um, I, I have worked in multiple different types of environments. Right now I'm in a ritzy little area, but I, I did my time in the hood. And I'll tell you, there's a sense of community in that environment that, that the ritzy area doesn't have. And, and you're seeing people here who came from it too. And so um, it is admirable. And again, we, we're grateful that you're here and for all that you do in the community. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, the DJ with the most. So we want to talk to you for just a quick second as well. So um, I have to tell you, like, I came in here one night and, and DJ set. He, he starts off with like this '90s hip hop, R&B, East Coast, and then the West Coast, and it was like, oh, oh my God! I hit the jackpot. Music is love language. It is. I, I love. I mean, I think it's a lot of us up here. We all love music, but. Um, CJ is not a one-trick pony. So DJ and what would you call this is a passion. Carpenter. So I, I just want you to share with them a little bit about your skill sets. Yeah, oh, the body roll. Hey, hold on, hold on. Right now, genuine is going viral for the body roll.
able to sit on us for, for episode three, which is called Doodle in the Dating Pool. And um, Tammy, we just want a, a recap with you real quick. No, no, not a recap. We want to revisit it and see, are the waters still murky? It's cloudy as hell. It's cloudy as hell.
I'm gonna address something real quick. Now, when I said you said best friend and I said friend, first of all, your best friend is you. Well, you got to be your best friend. No, I'm not. Well, a lot of married couples I met, yeah, but, but see, you're thinking from a women's perspective. I'm giving you a man's perspective. Most men are going to be loyal to their friends. Men ain't men ain't loyal to relationships. A man can be with a woman 13 years and still cheat on her. But ask him about his homeboy. He'll ride and die for it. He'll have loyalty for it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Try to tell them what his truth is. Like, I, I mean, I know I'm not married, but I've been in enough relationships to know where I went wrong. And every girl that I ever messed up with, every girl that my homeboys messed with, they weren't friends. There was no loyalty. There was no caring. I'd be like, man, won't you go hang with your girl? I don't. That ain't my friend. I'd rather be with y'all. You know what I mean? So when a man tell you something. But let me tell you, when a man tell you something, when a man tell you something, don't get offended. It ain't to hurt your feelings, it's to tell you the truth. Friend. But it's hard for me to be your friend when all you come at me is with sexuality. With you 
biggest muscle, mama. Look at that ass. Come on now. Talking about 
out the room. No, no, so, so check me out, right? So, um, I don't know if y'all know if y'all even got the memo that dating in 2022. Y'all start right. Come on, man. Would you, please, would, you, would you please talk your shit? So, yeah, check me out. So, dating in 2022 looks nothing like dating in 1992. At all. Okay, hold on. So, y'all gotta understand, man, we live in a microwave society nowadays, right? Everything is quick, everything. So if I'm dating, if I'm, if I'm dating Destiny right here, right? And I'm like, yo, so if, if, if Destiny and I get into an argument right now, I go to that bathroom right now and have another date by in five, oh, 10 minutes. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Y'all gotta understand, like, everybody's dating. It's, it's drastically different now, today, right? Um, what I find when it comes to women, it's just all across the board, just to uh, qualify myself. I'm a former dating coach for Match.com. So, so come fuck with me if you need me. So. <laughs> but yo, so what I find is women, women are too busy in the future of their dating. And they don't spend enough time in the present. So if me and Shorty right here on the first date, if I'm a cool ass, if I'm a cool ass guy, she's always projecting the next week what we gonna be doing. When we if, if this nigga gonna be my boyfriend or when can I make take him to meet my mama, right? Y'all are not living in the so if you but if you start living in the present and take me for who I am today. A lot of those red flags that come along two weeks later, you would have probably caught that shit on the first or second day. But you're also busy projecting into your future that you're missing the shit that's sitting right there in front of you. So that's that's what happens a lot with women. Or what Joe said, the other thing like is what Joe said. Man, y'all, let me tell y'all something real quick. Y'all know those motherfucking yellow flags turn to red flags, right? So. I've been not accused, because this is actually what I do. As soon as I see some yellow flags, I'm out that bitch. We don't gotta sit around talking about shit. Y'all don't owe nobody no explanation who you date. Mm -hmm. You cut them off and you keep them moving. That's what you do. But the thing about it is, you guys gotta start paying attention to the yellow flags and the red flags. And start projecting of, if I'm a cool ass dude, yeah, any nigga could be cool for two weeks. Right. Right. Any nigga could be cool. I've been, you see what I'm saying? So, I've had dozens of women try to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lock me down within within two weeks, because I'm a cool ass nigga. You know what I mean? But when, yeah, they put it on the, focusing on the potential, but you gotta see that man for who he is. Right there in front of you, and spend time on that first date actually being in tune with that first date. Instead of saying, oh, Dre is cool, you know what, um, I want to date with him tomorrow or next week. I think I'm going to go out with him next week and all that shit. That's why y'all go wrong. That's why there's a lot of single women in the world today. Because, first of all, well, it's like having hope. Having hope? Yeah, it's like having hope. He's telling her not to have hope. No, have hope. Just be smart about your shit. Be realistic about... Go ahead, say, say, say. I mean, there's romance in the having hope. 
There's romance in having hope, and you are to just go by the rules when romance, romance is gonna it's gonna I'm fuck, ignite that. that fire. I'm glad right? you said it's that. Gonna, I'm glad. So I'm glad you said that. And you mentioned rules, right? That's another one of y'all problems. Y'all got all these motherfucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no fucking rules. I'm not saying you, but women, damn near every woman that I've known, known to mankind, has a checklist. And this nigga gotta check this box, he gotta check this box, he gotta check that box. If you had a checklist, say, ow. Ow! Hey, 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 you know what my favorite is? If, if he lasts six months, I'm gonna give him some. Or he gets six, six more dates, and I'll give It's like a punch card. <laughs> he, he, he keep hitting the punch, I'm gonna give him some. Yeah, man, so keep, keep your hope. And how an employer, when they're going to employ somebody, that they have credentials that they want to meet. There you go, bro. Right? And so, in order for you to get the call back for the second interview, you first have to meet the first round. And so, they're not going to call you back to employ you if you're not. But I, no, think, but I, I think, hold on, I think where we go wrong, and this is men or women, is that we're giving people a second interview that don't deserve it. At all. And so then, and then, you're upset when it doesn't go the way you wanted it to go. But you already knew from interview one, this isn't for me. You were just hoping, you were hoping it would turn out to be what you want. So it's like, this is the thing. You're going to see smoke before the fire. And so do you exit when you see the smoke and you stick around until the house is burning down? Yeah, you exit when you see the smoke. Right. And I'm glad you mentioned that whole employer thing because it's very, it's very critical that y'all understand. Employers give all us motherfuckers 90 days to get the job right, mm -hmm. where we gonna decide we gonna fire them. So you know what? Let me let me go deeper. All right. Everybody in here got a best friend, right? Uh huh. That's my best friend. Y'all y'all been rocking for a long time, right? Yeah, for a minute. For a long time, right? <laughs> So exactly. So, but here's the thing, right? We take years before we consider someone a friend, right? More or less a best friend, right? There's all type of criteria, credentials, all types of shit you gotta go through before you're gonna name somebody your best friend or your friend, correct? Yes. You think you can meet a nigga on the dating site or in the library and date him for three weeks and then say, oh, you know what, this is a dude I want to spend the rest of my life with? Like, y'all got to wake up, man. That's just not reality. Um, some of y'all ain't never even been through any type of adversity before you say, I want to be in a relationship with this person. Some of y'all ain't never even met this person's family or sister or brother or mama before y'all say, I want to be in a relationship with this woman. Because, I mean, with this man. So let me tell y'all something. If y'all didn't know this, y'all can tell a lot about a person, man or woman, by the type of people he's around, he or she is around. And that's important, because you be dating, you can meet a dude wherever you're gonna meet him, and then you go around his people and find like, oh shit, like, it's, it's real out here. Obviously, obviously, exactly. So obviously, y'all gotta just do the work. I don't think women, especially at this age, I mean, I don't know how old y'all are. Let me live. 
Okay. I'm, 40, I'm 43. So what I'm saying at 43 years old, especially in the South, there's a lot of pressure on women to be married by this age. So y'all just start dating niggas just to date them and just get like her being hopeful that it's going to turn into the one. And then he ain't. He ain't the one to two or one of Look at Disney. Look at the way Disney. Yeah. Like, okay. Say women ain't the only ones thirsting for a relationship. Say that. Say that shit. Say that shit. Say that shit. Get his ass. Get him. Get him. And this ain't man versus women. But I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about women, we're going to talk about it. That's right. And what I've seen, and the thing is, I'm gay. Really? Somebody else, 
empty, broken, and expect that person to fix us, expecting that person to fill us. And that's where you go wrong in, in a lot of these relationships. In my in my relationship, I keep myself. That's where I went wrong. So um, when she said trauma, I was like, I, that's my wheelhouse. I think we all need to, and I mean, if you're married in a relationship, what have you, but if you are single, take, get yourself together. Because when you're together, believe it or not, when you're together, when you have yourself together, when you worked out your trauma, when you worked out your issues, how you pick, how you vet, what attracts to you will be completely different. Because you attract what you are. And if you're broken, if you walk around all the show, that is what you're gonna attract. If you if it's go home tonight, this is an as uh, an assignment, go home tonight. The past three years, one year, the people that you met, there is a commonality in each person. Is you, it's me, it's us. We are the common denominator. And we're attracting people based on our trauma, based on what we have on the inside of us. And when you get that together, you'll attract different, you'll pick different, and you'll be able to cultivate a healthy relationship. And I mean, and I, I, I know it sounds crazy. I know therapy, especially in a black culture, is now we all want to go to Jesus and I love That's Jesus. Right. Get your, get your therapist. Let's talk about your time.
so just from the you know, applause, we're curious if, if you would attend something like this again. somebody right now, maybe you're not in the position to mentor. Do what my sister over here said, go get some therapy, make sure you straight, make sure you're in a position. But if you're in any sort of position to mentor our youth, and I don't mean necessarily babies, you know, I heard a lot of y'all say y'all 40-something, y'all old as hell. Give it up for your motherfucking self! Woo! 